All right. We, we in? We're in. Oh, man. I want you to listen to this thing real quick. Just like 90s R&B. Oh, this is very important about today. Who sings this, Ryan? This, this guy was born the same day as me. Same, same day, not year. I mean, I'm just going to start throwing some, uh, there's oh, Keith shit. Sweat. No. <laughs> it's R. Kelly, man. Is this R. Kelly? Yeah. yeah. I don't listen to a lot of R. Kelly. I'm sure you have. I'm sure there's a lot of things you and R. Kelly have the same interest in. I mean, what I said your... I don't listen to a lot of them, but I mean, we sure have some shit in common, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. What's your, like, stance on peeing on women? I mean, if you're in the shower with me, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's expected. Don't even get mad at it. Oh, man. As the rotor turns, welcome back. As always, Ryan, what's up, man? What's happening? <laughs> uh, what's up, baby? Hi. Tell everybody hi. Hi. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> We're back with another episode, man. And obviously, barely. We to, yeah. Sh- <laughs> man, Ryan was in some full on Fred Norris engineering situation here. God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got to start always with a disclaimer. This is the opinion of Carlos, Ryan, and Trish, and not of the rescue company one, handsome Dr. Abo. Anybody that employs us, anybody that hires us again, we are for hire. And, uh, you know, this is an outlet, so we're not here to offend anybody, but if you don't like what we say, well, psh, go fuck yourself. Turn it off. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, l- last week we had some... Uh, 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 a- yeah. So What happened last week? Uh, like, yeah, so... While we're filling the guest in, fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, we had some phone calls this week about last week's episode. Hey, I found Ryan's wallet at the bar. Come and get it. <laughs> phone calls from everywhere. And, uh, you know, we do get out of hand with the drinking sometimes when here. And sometimes we get drunk. And, you know, last week it affected the sound and Ryan's memory. And Ryan's memory so we apologize for that. Yeah. So, however, it did make us go back to the drawing board. You know, we're new at this and we're still trying to find our rhythm. You know, and the yeah. rhythm that we find when it comes to, you know, how drunk you should get as you're doing the podcast yeah i was finding more than my rhythm (laughs) (laughs) and uh formatting has been one of the things we just we've kind of played with and we found some things we like we we like the movie reviews and stuff like that um and it's we're trying to find our our thing and what the thing is that we need to do and i think we're gonna try a new format the next few shows see how it goes you know it's suggested by a person who doesn't want us to mention his name that he's actually a listener <laughs> he's an important person but it rhymes with a chief or somewhere <laughs> so uh, so thank you sir for giving us this and we hope uh you know the new format's going to work so you kind of kind of see different categories and we're going to try to stay on task try to do our original mission of providing some education as we do this stuff you know so uh, that's what we're kind of going to do today, you know. So we have a pretty good movie that we're going to review. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, before that, some announcements. Here we go. We have uh, Airway Class 426, the, the difficult airway course. Um, that's in conjunction with our medical class, which is 426 to 51. 
All right, and uh, the exam, the FPC exam. So one of the things I want to clarify, you don't necessarily have to take the FPC that day. You could take this the critical care transport paramedic exam. You can take the, well, obviously, the flight paramedic certification exam. You can take the tactical paramedic exam, community paramedic exam. So any of those can be done that day. As you know, so just again, uh, let us know. Sign up through the website. Send us a message if you're not sure, and we'll get you all settled in for that. Um, we are. It's you know still called a paper pencil test, but we are bringing the computers, and 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 you get your score right away. So it's worked the last couple times for Martin County when they used it, and several other places. So definitely hit us up. We'd love to have you here. You know. I think we're up to about you know eight or so people in the class so you know nice. we'll see uh you know hopefully it fills up so absolutely know, give absolutely. us a call out there man what have you been doing all week man i haven't seen you like in a week <sighs> you asked me earlier and like, <laughs> I, I still can't I remember usually <laughs> can't remember like not because uh, i was drunk but i just every day's either monday or saturday you know it's like <laughs> and i don't yeah i just I find, it's hard to keep track, man. You know, I find these, I'm always on the same mission. It's just one piece after the other, and yeah, like, what, are you trying to save the world? Yeah, yeah, like pinky in the brain. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's funny you say that. Me and Everly had a pinky in the brain conversation in the car today. You know? oh, yeah, like, yeah. Told we're out to save the world. I forget yeah. how we got onto it, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, we've been watching uh, one of our favorite shows together, uh, Nico and the Sword of Light. So it's like everywhere he goes, his thing is extinguish the darkness so like when me and her walk out of the house that's our plan we're gonna go and extinguish the darkness <laughs> that girl is gonna be so eclectic when she oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's been a crazy week man i've been like flying my butt off all week yeah you even know, swamped so, yeah you know and then uh you know trying to get shit done for this stuff and the company and it's just man it's been crazy i have been looking i'm gonna tell you i've been looking forward to the day all week, yeah. especially since last week. A <laughs> uh, uh, little buffalo trays there for you, my friend. Salud. Salud there, man. You know, for the good of the cause there. Oh, man. Say hi to uh, our one Patreon. No, we've got three. We got three? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Give me some names. Um, Nick Roar. Oh, yeah? Leah. And um, let me pull up the other one here. But, yes, I do not recall the third name. <laughs> yeah we're coming up in the world oh man we got three can't trust now. nobody wow yeah, that's awesome man well thank you guys man while ryan's looking up your name there you got any other announcements baby mm, the wind down research on the 26th oh yeah wind down research is gonna be our first one come have a few uh responsibly we that's our new word being responsible <laughs> so uh research any of your aha stuff yeah yeah so, like, the, the new patrons, like, they're told uh, they get a shout-out at the end of the episode. But oh. since we brought it up, and there's yeah, only yeah, a couple yeah. of them, yeah, yeah. we're on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we've got uh, Nick Roars. Um, what's up, Nick? I've talked to him a couple of times via yeah. messaging. Um, and then we've got Jorah Hugh. Um, thank you, Jorah. Yeah, man, we need yeah. we need to like figure out some background on these people. Yeah, yeah, you know, like see uh, see if any of them in prison listening to us or anything like that. You know, you never yeah, know. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, pen pals. I could totally see you writing letters to people in prison. I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, if you were the right person, yeah, get your prison pen pal, man. Have we got any patrons from prison? 
I mean, let us know. We'll send you a care package. Yeah. So you know, so one of the things that was suggested for us to do is just throw throw down some uh, some education before we start getting too crazy into the movies and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I definitely uh, want to like talk about, which it's actually. It, it came like uh, I was planning on doing something different, but somebody asked me a question today about different like things, you know, like uh, in five minutes or less um, that what I, I could tell somebody about OB in five minutes or less. I said, like, well, let me, you know, if they're going to take the FPC exam. So I guess the best thing um, I can separate it <clears> into <throat> high blood pressure, right? So high blood pressure uh, medications would be labetalol, 10 to 20 milligrams. IV push. All right, so we're going to bolus that. You know, you can slow IV push, libido law. It's a type 2 antidysrhythmic. Takes how many minutes to give it? Three to five. Two minutes when we're giving it. You know, so <laughs> that's the right answer. <laughs> uh, the other uh, high blood pressure medicine, hydrolazine. And again, I'm going through this fast because it's five minutes or less, right? So hydrolazine, dose, you know dose, IV. I am. I 25 to 50. What is it? 25 to 50. 5 to 10 Damn milligrams. Okay. <laughs> Trips did say that I want to be taking her card. And how about the maintenance infusion for that after that? The I don't know. 0.5 to 10 milligrams <laughs> per hour. So, yeah, never done a hydrolazine infusion. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> methyl dopa. This one we looked up together. We so did. So, this is, I also use uh, hypertension med, uh, 20 to 40 milligrams per kilo per day. Your max is going to be, you're looking at, I uh, wrote this down, 65 milligrams per kilogram per day or three grams per day, however you want to look at that. Um, let's see. Oh, postpartum bleeding. So mom pushes the baby out. She's bleeding. First step would be? A little fundus massage. Fundus massage. And can you like, since we are video. Lay down. Can you <laughs> just demonstrate on your belly while you would be rubbing right, right in there? And that's how you would massage the fuck out of it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So, so in actuality is, yes, yeah, so you're kind of just doing the fun this and it's just a round motion. Okay. Round motion around. and you should, practice? What you're trying to feel for when you're doing that is contractions. You're trying to see if the belly will contract and react to you. And that's going to stop the abdominal bleeding. Roger. So for that, so that's uh, <laughs> I got a pretty good fundamental massage story. I gotta tell it. So, it's <laughs> so there's this guy at the fire department, and they got a book for him. And you know, I'll say his name because he's funny as shit. It's Sean Wolfer. So they have a a Wolferism book, like dumb shit that this guy's done. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, he's definitely a dude that should be dead or losing or, miss, or missing a limb. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> so. This dude is doing a fundal massage in the back of a, of a, of a ambulance. I've told this story to church before. And the dude says, like, hey, man, do a fundal massage. This lady's bleeding. Turn around. Let's say this guy maybe, you know, is taking care of the baby. And then he turns around and he looks. And this dude is got <laughs> He's got his hand inside and he's got a thumb on the freaking button. He's just getting it. He's no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Getting it. <laughs> what was the what was uh, she doing? Oh. 
don't fucking know, but it was like, are we <laughs> the greatest thing you've ever heard of in your whole entire life. Right like, that's a real thing that happened. That did happen, man. I'm not making that up. <laughs> oh man. The other medication for the situation here is Pitocin. Forty milliunits in a thousand cc bag, and you're actually gonna flow that open. You're gonna flow that open and you're gonna try to feel the as you're doing funnel massage and you're trying to feel the abdomen contract. When you see the abdomen contract, the bleeding kind of slows down. That's when you slow the drip down. So remember the other thing here that is that you're kind of hoping is that you're going to stop that uh, antidiuretic hormone and you're going to make the body release that oxytocin. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's basically yeah. trying to kind of reverse it. They always release together type thing. I'm a little bit... Uh, Tipsy already. So I'm trying to get through this shit. I started sober. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, this was on the last FPC exam, was methergine. 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 0.2 milligrams IV or IM. And that's a Q every two to four hours. And you may repeat that five times in a day. Um, and if you are giving it uh, IV, definitely give it over one minute because it could actually cause hypertension. And uh, there's been some known cases where it's actually caused strokes. So uh, definitely um, give it very slow when you're giving it IV. Methergine? Methergine, yep. Methergine. You ever given that, babe? Mm-hmm. Yeah? What did you give it for? That I don't remember. You know what else is used for? Cluster headaches. They used to give it for like a headache cocktail stuff. Yeah. Yeah, start fucking some people up. So they stopped doing that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, all right, so here you go. You have a pregnant woman, she's seizing, you got to give a benzo. Preferred benzo would be? Mm. Man, this we started this show good. I'm going to have a drink here. I don't know which one I would choose over the other. For Let's pick one, buddy. I'll come back to you, Trish. Valium. Valium, that's a good choice, baby. It's actually the right choice. Mm. But why Valium? Are you going to tell us? Yeah, that's sure. why I was stuck around. Sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I always when we're in class, I always like to give this benzo tree. Like if you have these situations, this is the benzos in that you would give in an order from like the best choice to the worst choice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with like pregnancy, uh, chemical induced seizures, you're do you're dealing with a uh, uh, basically any non epileptic person having a seizure. Your choices are going to be Valium, Ativan, Versed. In that order? Yeah. Like, you know, depending on what you have. You know what I'm saying? If you have, you know, if you don't have Valium then you're, and you have Ativan, go with Ativan. Now, the big thing with Ativan, you got to understand, is it's got to be cold when you give it. you got to take that fucker out of the refrigerator <laughs> and give it to the patient. If it's fucking not cold and it's room temperature, I don't give a fuck how many days, if it's just been out a couple hours, it don't work as good. It's supposed to be refrigerated. So, something to think about. Okay, <laughs> so now let's say you have an epileptic. Again, just going through the literature, Ativan, Valium, Versed. So, you have a known epileptic, Ativan, Valium, Versed. So, as you can see, the worst choices here is going to be Versed. Versed. And the biggest thing why that's a bad thing is it's just a quick onset goes away pretty fast too the Versed the Versed does so it just doesn't have the half life that you would want it to have 
So with the epileptic okay. patient, we would start with Ativan if we could? Yeah, and if the, you don't have Ativan, then obviously Versed will be your choice. I mean, Valium. Valium, and if you don't, then of course Versed. Versed. And then yep. for a pregnant woman, if you were going to use a benzo Pregnant for, or chemical induced, so any non-epileptic seizure. Not, okay, there we go. Yep, so you're dealing Valium, Ativan, Versed. Right? Dragon. Very awesome. All right, again, I'm probably over my five minutes here. Preterm <laughs> labor, that's classified as any labor before how many weeks? 20. Oh, no, you're wrong. 36. 37. So, any, so 36 yeah, weeks would be correct, but anything under 37 weeks considered to be preterm labor. Right? So, check this out. How do we stop it? First thing is to give fluids. Fluids. Again, when you give fluids, you stop the antidiuretic hormone being released, which stops the acetocin from being released, and it stops the labor so the most common cause of preterm labor is dehydration dehydration you are beautiful and smart (laughs) (laughs) what's the medication that can be given sub q and uh in this oh yes that's not the right answer (laughs) is it terbutaline (laughs) man you're so good it is terbutaline how much I don't know. 0.25 milligrams. I was going to say 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> and you can repeat that again every three times every 15 minutes. So there you go. I what got else, a dose of that. What else can you use terbutaline for? Um, it helps with uh, lung development for the fetus, right? Negative. That no? would be beta-methasone. Oh, right. Same thing. It's an <laughs> There's a B in it. <laughs> it's an asthmatic drug. You can use it to be agonist. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's what I said. Mag sulfate. Mag oh, sulfate. yeah. We can also give mag sulfate for preterm labor. How much mag? Four Because I can't believe I forgot Four that. Grams. Four grams. Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You can give up to six, I think. Yeah, you give four grams. Four to six grams. IV bolus, which means that's over like a 20-minute period of time. And, um, you know, what percentage is that medication concentration-wise? It's always important to kind of remember. It's a 50% concentration. Is it? Okay. Which makes it a 500 milligrams per ml. So it takes two mls to make a gram. And the reason that would be important is if you had a multi-dose mag vial and you're busy doing something else and somebody's mixing your stuff for you, you know if you need four grams, (coughs) you would need eight mls. Right? If you need two grams, you would need 16. Or four. four. The other way. (laughs) (laughs) That math. This is as hard as the math gets, guys. We'll get into something fun here. (laughs) And then, obviously, the difference between preeclampsia and eclampsia is seizures, right? Yep. Yep. And if you're dealing with preeclampsia or eclampsia, um, either or, you got to treat the hypertension with a hypertension med. And you also, you hear a little scratchy. You hear that? Yeah, just a little bit. You're not going to stop me. But you got to treat the hypertension. You got to treat the hypertension as well. So simultaneously, treat the hypertension and the uh, the preeclampsia with MAC. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just something to kind of keep in mind. Now, I do have some other pearls, and these are the ones that I always see when it comes to these uh, uh, pregnant women complications. That's going to come at the end. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. almost almost spilled. <laughs> cool, cool. We're coming to the end. We're good and saved there, man. Yeah, we're solid. That we bored the living heck out of everybody. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the movie for today, man? Primal Fear. Oh man, what a good fucking movie, <laughs> bro! Was I was good. so excited when I said that. 
Now, is do you think that that title, well, that title, Primal Fear? You know, it's funny you ask. You told me don't watch the trailer, so I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, that's awesome. So I had no idea what I was getting into. Oh, man. Isn't it better that way, though? It was. It was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but, like, after at the end of the movie, I, I looked, thought about the title, and I was like, I, it, there's no way to put the title together with the movie. Like, how the fuck do you, like, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes a complete sense when you think about it. I don't think without watching the movie, the title gives the movie any yeah, justice. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, rather, yeah, that's but, kind of, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, before you get into telling people your description of this movie, and that's something else that people are going to get used to change, uh, that we've changed today, is uh, <laughs> what medical thing is primal fear uh, referring to? Does anybody know, like, the definition of it? Um, I mean, the the like the diagnosis of the patient or, like, why, what's the actual, what does the actual primal fear mean? You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. You're going to love this. It's the reason why I picked this. I mean, the fear of, like, the, the innate primal parts of us, you know, like. Uh, no. Maybe. Um, you told me and I forgot. I did not tell you this. You did tell me. I think so. I told you part of. Okay, well, I don't what know. What the writer said about the title, but it's not the actual definition. So primal fear, believe it or not. Is your actual physical response, your body's normal, unindoctrinated, like just your your mind's reaction to something that's fearful. You did yeah, tell that, me that. That's what I meant by like innate, yeah. like yeah. innate primal fears. Like the but the, the second definition of it is, in medical terms, fight or flight syndrome. Fight yeah. or flight is your basic your sympathetic nervous system. You know the what you know how people can lift a car off of a kid, and how somebody can, you know, hold their breath and dive, you know, twenty feet and pull somebody up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Those, yeah, those yeah. things, those are all primal fear reactions. So that's kind of where it comes. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a cool little thing to do because, at somewhat at our nature, at our primal, <laughs> we are a medical podcast. <laughs> Somewhere down there. Somewhere down there. <laughs> So, you know, uh, this, Bunch of uh, so one of the other things that people suggested is that other than her being beautiful and like cackling in the background, <laughs> she should have a task doing this. <laughs> so before we get into too much, Primal Fear was actually released on what date, baby? April 3rd, 96. 1996. So mm -hmm. now we're, you know, maybe when uh, this is actually being on the thing and. Maybe you can add some music to Trisha's news report here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, babe, tell me some interesting things about April 3rd, 1996. So, here in Orlando, the high was 76. Mm -hmm. The low was 52. It was a Wednesday. Mm. Um, oh, Dave. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it? What oh, day Dave. is it? <laughs> Trisha, you can't say that without her, like, almost being her pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the top five songs were, uh, Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion, Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey, uh, Nobody Knows by the Tony Rich Project, uh, <laughs> Down Low by R. Kelly, and Ironic by, uh, Alanis Morissette. Wasn't yeah. Ja Rule in that, uh, what was the one you said by, was it Mariah Carey? Uh, <laughs> Always Be My Baby. Yeah, I think he's John. Yeah, so so you know what? What was the top UK song? Oh, I didn't. <clears throat> oh, check this out. Like, so this is the greatest, greatest thing right here. So the top UK song is this one right here. 
<laughs> you remember this? No. You will here in a second. This is well. This is like glow stick action right here. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know this song? No, but it makes me think of that uh smack my bitch up. <laughs> Same guy. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's Prodigy, yeah. Prodigy, yeah. yeah, Firestarter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's a little Firestarter <laughs> for you there. All right. Good. Awesome. Keep going. Um, <clears throat> let's Prodigy see. Bill Clinton thing. was president. Absolutely. Um, on <laughs> the cover of Life were conjoined twin girls. Oh. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, let's see. The top baby names, like the top three boys names were michael matthew and jacob the Jeez. top girls names were <laughs> jessica ashley and sarah um like celebrity birthdays were alec baldwin oh, eddie nice. murphy and doris day and um <clears throat> if you were born then they're generation z which is referred to as post millennials or the i generation oh wow Man, mm -hmm. so a bunch of people that contribute nothing would continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just need guidance, that's yeah. all. <laughs> what were you doing in 96, Ryan? Oh, in 96, I just moved from Sacramento, California to Washington. I was mm. stomping the mad streets of Sacktown at like... <laughs> <laughs> no, 96. No, uh, I think I've been in Washington for a year or two. Oh, yeah. man, it's Sacktown. That's uh, the greatest thing. That's the name of your town. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I used to walk the streets of fucking Sacramento, California from like 5 to 7 unaccompanied. Like, yeah, at yeah, wee hours of that. the. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> crazy so as far as um news history from yeah. what i got oh man let's see um, what you got the fbi raided a montana cabin and arrested theodore yes. kaczynski accusing him of being the unabomber so theodore kaczynski you ever heard of this guy the unabomber he kind of grew up you know he, was well, he wasn't the actual or the yeah i'm sorry i was thinking of mcveigh yes yeah, 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 go yeah, ahead yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the theodore kaczynski the unabomber so like you know this dude in the 80s is mailing shit out everywhere, you know, but, you know, blowing stuff up. He's a college professor, very smart guy. Woodsman like you there. Yeah, it's a little thing in common there. <laughs> the funniest shit about this is that my dad would not go get the mail. <laughs> like, mind you, my dad's some dude from Queens. Like. What the fuck would the Unabomber send you anything? For? But yeah, yeah you, you know, never know. So my mom was designated the all-time male person. <laughs> <laughs> she was gonna get blown up. My dad, my dad goes, sacrificial lamb. Oh man, that old man. He's a funny motherfucker, tough-ass dude. He said, "I'm not getting the mail." Like, like, Tekasinski doesn't know who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's pretty good. Well, what else was notable that day? Um, Dr. Death was back in court in uh, New York. Um, the, let's see. Judges in New York threw out a state law against physician-assisted suicide. And if Jack Kevorkian, Kevorkian gets off for the third time, the Right to Die movement will be among those cheering him on. So you know uh, 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 Dr. Dr. Kevorkian, did you know that's what Dr. Death was? 
Uh, it rings a bell. Yeah, old dude, man. He's an old dude helping people die. It's yeah. funny. You ever see the videos of him doing? He was like, he's clicking bottles of stuff. I don't know what he's clicking, <laughs> but he fucks some people up. <laughs> so, pretty interesting. What other news story do you have that day? Um, oh, the United States Air Force um, airplane carrying United States Secretary of Commerce Ron Brown crashes in Croatia and killing all 35 on board. So he was the uh, Secretary of Commerce. Mm-hmm. So you know what's interesting about him, though? He's the first African-American to be uh, put into that, uh, that type of cabinet position. He, very entrepreneurial person in the United States. Had tons of business. New, new as shit. Um, yeah, mistake. Um, airplane crash. Interesting NTSB report when you look at that because most of it is blank because it's the United States military. <laughs> and I guess they ain't got reports Confidential. Yet. <laughs> yeah so interesting redacted yeah yeah there's a lot of redactions in it when you talk about and you know people don't understand in our business NT, ntsb reports is how we learn to not do the same mistake again and you know keep ourselves from fucking dying and crashes right so that an air force airliner to actually crash by the way that's like air force one you know what i mean that same that smaller version of that plane yeah. carrying this dude crashed what the fuck happened? It's supposed to be the safest fucking plane in the world. Interesting. Yeah, I would like to know. Still to this yeah. day, nobody knows the facts on that one. I mean, somebody <laughs> does. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't. Yeah. yeah. So we, we may be w- wake up tomorrow and uh, witness protection. <laughs> yeah. Or just not need Not wake up? Uh, not wake up at all. <laughs> what else you got about that date? That's all I got. You know, interesting weather. Yeah, let's leave it at that before we yeah, end up yeah. dead. Yeah. April, April 3rd. Uh, 1998 and 96. April, well, I'm giving oh. you something different here. Oh, sorry. Down. Okay. So April 3rd, 1998 and April 3rd, 2017 in South Carolina, both were hit with like uh, F3, F4 tornadoes. Were the Olympics in 96? Yeah, they were in 96. I lived in, uh, I lived in Washington. It was my yeah. first year in Washington, yeah. California. I watched them carrying the torch. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 96, the Olympics... Summer Olympics, by the way. Yeah. Right? They were held where? U.S., right? Yeah, they were in the yeah, U.S. Uh, uh, I know. I fucking know. Southeast somewhere, right? It, it is Southeast. Yeah. yeah. God yeah. bless it. Um, you know where they were, baby? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Hot Atlanta. I almost said that. Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hot Atlanta. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so 96. What was on TV? That Wednesday, what was on TV? On Simpsons. <laughs> So prime time, prime time TV on ABC with the show Ellen. And that's not the talk show Ellen. Like if yeah, I say yeah. Ellen now, people are going to say, oh, yeah, Ellen's still on TV. No, no, no. It was a this sitcom. This is the sitcom when she actually came out and said she was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. This is the She's year. a lesbian? Yes. No, she I'm just <laughs> uh she didn't see. need to tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> there's another show that was on tv called the faculty that was horrible you looked at it if you, want. you seen the movie was it the faculty? No, it's not the same as a movie yeah. no see the movie was good it was, yeah it was decent right yeah this show sucked <laughs> <laughs> and then grace under fire was the other show that was on prime time on abc that. cbs you had dave's world also sucked but he was the guy from night court you remember Night Court? Yes, judge, I remember. I loved Night Court. Night Court was great. Dave's World was not. <laughs> uh, My Guys, also another horrible show. And then another made-for-TV movie, uh, Summer of Fear, was on TV. Uh, was Third that. Watch out in, like, the mid-'90s? Remember Third it Watch? It was late-'90s. Was that late-'90s? Late-'90s, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good show, man. I like it. It was good, yeah. yeah. My mom used to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you remember the, uh, the, the paramedic's name on there? Which, the tall the, black guy? No, the Spanish dude. Is I know good? exactly who you're talking about, but no, yeah. I don't. Carlos Nieto. Okay. Yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I remember something that random, but what was on Fox, 1996, April 3rd, prime time? I have no idea. Ooh. I was going to say, like, some Fear Factor shit? No, negative. <laughs> Probably was on Fox around that time, but this is actually 90210. Oh. Uh, I never watched I no. just said Melrose Place. Yeah, well, well I'm talking 90210. <laughs> Was on and Barrow's place. I think it's ninety seven, baby. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's I don't remember. But anyways, watched every single episode. Yes, I did. <laughs> then miss a fucking one. I love me so nine hundred two one zero on NBC. The show was uh, Jag on primetime. Oh yeah, Marissa Hargitay. I can never say that lady's name, but she's she's hot. She got big titties. <laughs> and uh, Dateline, one of my favorite shows, was on there. So that's your TV running there, and. Uh, I think we're very informed about April 3rd, 1996. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ryan, give me your synopsis of this movie, man. Um, well, it's basically, it's about a... Uh, Remember, none of us have watched it. You're trying to get me to watch right, it. Right, right. So, but of course, there's going to be spoilers. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I can't try to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoil the fuck out of it. Um, so, basically, it's about a lawyer who's, you know, he's pretty hot shot. Um, used to be in the spotlight and, uh, you know quick to take a, a case that he knows that's going to end up in the spotlight, you know, right off the bat. Um, but there's the guy uh, who Edward Norton plays um, who they don't know whether or not, you know, he was uh, involved in the killing of this, uh, um, what do you call it, a min- not a minister, uh, what's the proper? Uh, bishop. Bishop, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, with the information that's given at the beginning of, you know, the movie, it makes it very open-ended to where, they give you enough to, to to really make you think it could be this, could be that, could be this. Um, you know, so it could be a lot of different things. But they allow you to believe that the faith that the, the lawyer, Richard Gere, puts in the, yeah. um, you know, the uh, uh, Edward Norton, that um, it just really makes you start to wonder, like, what really transpired. Yeah, yeah, that it really happened. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, so you're left feeling like there's this third person all along, you yeah. know, like, the, or there could be, and you just, you don't know which way to go, because like, they just give you always enough information to to build on more than one story, and then finally yeah. towards the end, you know, um, uh, you know, Richard Gere gets, well, they, everybody gets played to be a fool, because this guy was just so aware of, uh, the, the legal system and how um, different people with certain uh, personality disorders react that he was able to play on that yeah. and basically just um, manipulate the entire, the jury, the judge, the, you know, the lawyers. Right. And, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was really good. So, I mean, I guess I don't have to worry about spoilers. So long story short, you know, this guy played everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't get the ending yet. Okay, okay, okay. Before okay, you get okay. there. So, um, bindles though, how many bindles does this get? So in which categories? I guess we'll it's start with safe, um, but like the 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 plot of the movie itself. So I have to give it um, four and a half. Ooh, I have to go man. four and a half. We had some minus points here. Yeah. No, so I, by the I, way, for the people listening for the first time, a bindle is a homeless man. <laughs> it's a bag. <laughs> man carries on a stick because you yeah. can't use stars because you get sued for that. 
Yeah, can you really get sued for that? Apparently, you can. Somebody's <laughs> trademarked that shit. Yeah, oh, fuck. You know, so you can't get with five stars. Yeah, if you're talking about movies, right, right. Okay, you can't rate it as five stars. You can rate. Other can we shows. like trademark bindles? So like, yes. Oh, we well, can I'm pretty that. sure nobody's gonna fight us on that. Let's make sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, so what did you take points off for? So I, I guess my. I'm glad people can I, see his face. I have, <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about it. Not, basically, I can't. Before I was thinking I have to start it at a five and then take points away when um, I feel like they lost a point because of this. But rather, I think if I continued to do that, I would end up giving everything a five or a four and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so it. I would rather just start a little lower. And then if whatever pops out, like something, I'm given something to give it that extra half or that extra point, I'll give it to it. Um, but that didn't really pop out in this movie. Um, but I can't help but not give it a four and a half. It's a good movie. It was, it was fucking oh, phenomenal. No. It was phenomenal. You know, so what about the setting? What did you think about it? Setting, the movie set in like Chicago area. The time you ever been to Chicago? Yeah, I've actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of crazy downtown Chicago stories with my oh, dad. But, um, uh, anything we can share with everybody listening? We yeah, have, so. We do have three <laughs> Patreon people. So I'll tell you really quick, really quick, the two stories I've got in downtown Chicago. So my dad's a truck driver. Remember, it was the middle of the night one time, had a full trailer hooked up. Like, we're not bobtailing. And we get down, we pull off the exit, off the off-ramp, and we come down to this T-intersection. And if you go left, there's an overpass where you can go under it, or an underpass, rather. And if you go right, it's just, like, off into the city. Well, my dad went to go make a left, and it's a really bad neighborhood, and the truck wouldn't fit under the bridge. Oh, no. Middle of the fucking night, real bad place. Oh, and, shit. like, there's traffic coming from all these directions, like, Hon horns honking, people getting out of their cars. And mind you, the only white people around are me, my brother, and my dad, right? Yeah. We got people beating on the trailers, people on the truck, holding on to the, like, shake. It was crazy. Holy my shit. dad was like, he was like, boys, get in the back, get in the back. It's like, we're sitting in the fucking back, right? And they we're peeking through, like, little, yeah. little sleeper curtain. <laughs> and there's fucking people from out coming out of the woodwork, shaking my dad's no, truck. No shit. And my dad's just like, He's just doing his thing, fucking, you know, backing up, trying to get out of there. And finally, we get out of there, man. And I'm just like, this is fucking happening. Like, there's yeah, people who yeah. don't want us to be here. We're Scary in the wrong neighborhood. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, so my dad gets us out of there, and that was that. Was that. And then another quick Chicago story. Um, we had this hooker come up to our <laughs> <laughs> So, my dad. we can start this shit with a hooker. So, I, I've got an eye for fucking, you know, like lot lizards, right? And my dad loved the fact that it was Again, for new people, to me. For people listening for the first time, a lot lizard is a, is a truck stop hooker. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we're cruising and um, I forget where we were headed or coming from, but we were in downtown Chicago at a light. And this girl was uh, uh, going across the crosswalk. And before she went across the crosswalk, she gave us the eye. And my dad didn't want anything to do with it. But he thought it would be funny to see how we interacted. So he let her come up to the truck as we just kind of like <laughs> coursed her over. And uh, we left the window. <laughs> I remember me and my buddy. It was me, um, my buddy Mitchell, and my brother Lawrence with us at the time. Actually, we cracked the window. And we like did one of these and like she came up to the top and was like putting her mouth through the window crack and like <laughs> licking the window and like trying to get in and my dad's over there just rolling and fucking, like, <laughs> just, fucking just like sitting at the seat like you guys are fucking oh, idiots man. you know but uh but yeah those are the two times oh. i remember chicago man that's some good chicago stuff yeah. <laughs> man you've been to chicago a bunch of times yeah you're like from south Bend-ish area there where the america's college football team plays yes the fighting irish yep you know, um, <clears throat> do you have any hooker stories from when you were in Chicago? No, 
I don't. I don't know why wants to listen to anything. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I take it that's not Carlos's, right? Uh, hell not no. the bottle. No, this <laughs> thing right here is delicious. You don't know what's good for me. So, so uh, <laughs> I feel like you asked me a question that I didn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the setting. So our setting. Oh yeah. Is this. How many pendulums are setting get in Chicago? I guess the movie's like time frame is the time frame it came out. Yeah, right? like yeah. 90s and stuff. Yeah. I feel more comfortable doing like the like the cast, the cat, things like that. Things storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go to casting. Right. You know, uh, well, interesting enough in there. There's like a lot of little. Ooh, that sounded dangerous. Wow. <laughs> so a lot of little backstories going on in there. So Richard Gere is defending like some mob type dudes. Uh, you know, like uh, in in the Hispanic area of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. So a little, yep. little Hispanic stuff right there. Did you catch who who that one dude was? Yeah, from Scarface. Yeah, yeah what's his yeah. name? Um, uh, I don't remember his name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. As soon as I heard his voice, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a dude, man. And he's the same character, dude. Yeah, and he's yeah like, he really man, is. Man, I'm going to throw some loafers on, man. You, man I'm gonna look he's cool. like, no, not you. Not you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, so uh, Richard Gere. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, he's the main actor in the movie, even though I think Ed Norton stole the fucking movie. But, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. But Richard Gere, man, like he—he's a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> watched a lot of him growing up. Me and Trish had a whole conversation about Richard Gere, cause like she—you said what? What'd you say about Richard Gere? <laughs> I said that I don't think he is as attractive as most people. Well, that's your opinion, Mr. Gere. That's not my opinion. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, which I think I doubt Martin he is. Vail. Yeah, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but the dude's in some fuck. He plays some good leading roles. Oh yeah. You know, it's the same dude, you know, uh, Officer and the Gentleman. Yeah, that's been a long... You asked me to maybe watch yeah, that before this. Seen, I didn't get around to yeah, it. Yeah, so you've seen it, though, right? But it's been a while. But, yeah, I have seen it. You know, it, it's an instrumental movie in the, the the Rescue Company 1, per se, in the fact of, like, you know, we teach water egress. One of the things that, you know, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, is that the way that our rescue guys are dressed with the helmet and the full mask and all that stuff, it's because of that movie. I'm watching that movie as one of the days, you know. And, and uh, if you watch that movie, there's a water egress scene where they're training to do water egress. Don't recall. Yeah, so in there, the person freaks out, and the diver and the person stuck in the sea both becomes victims. Mm. And Richard Gere has to run, you know, swim down there and see gotcha. them both, you know. So because that dude's air source got taken away and shit like that, I go, man, I, I got to prevent that from happening and that's why our guys wear full face masks gotcha little richard gear moment there you know look good go back but uh deborah winger is the chicken that officer and a gentleman and if you read stories about her and richard gear she was completely grossed out for, about him <laughs> i don't know how true this is but supposedly she's the highest paid person in that movie even though she's not the main character right she's not the main character in that movie she's still like you know Getting more money than Richard Gere because he was grossed out by him or some shit like that. That's a story I heard. Huh. Again, Mr. Gear, not my opinion. <laughs> Just what people say out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ed Norton, though. Yes. God damn, boy. So, so I love Edward Norton. So what you what you learn about Edward Norton in this movie? Um, so right off the bat, my first thing I, I noticed was it was the youngest I'd seen him in a movie before. Mm-hmm. And then after I watched it, I did a little research, and I realized this was his debut movie. Yeah. Um, and what a fucking phenomenal movie. What a movie to, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, you know, I grew up Catholic. 
I still consider myself a Catholic, you know, like um, the fact that, you know, probably haven't been to church in a long time, you know, <laughs> and uh, haven't, haven't confessed in a long time. But, you know, I, you know, I grew up as baptized Catholic and stuff. <laughs> so, like, um, I was never an altar boy, though. And obviously, you know, recent history, you hear a lot of stories about this shit. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about this is pre, like, these stories being, like, big news. Okay. So, like, it, it probably in your... How old were you, 96? I was 10. Yeah. But you remember the stuff being on the news, right? I remember... I can't remember a time growing up where it wasn't an uncommon thing to joke about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> priest touching boys. And shit. Like, yeah. So, so the reality is... is not that, that it's funny. No, but, it's not funny, but but the thing is, is that it unless wasn't... Unless you're 10. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it wasn't big news time until, yeah. you know, and this movie comes out, and it's like, man, this is kind of like a big deal. To be accused, especially in a big city like that, you yeah. know, uh, northeast, midwest, man, like Catholic is the big deal. You know what I'm saying? And again, I yeah. give these guys a shout out all the time. Like in my one of my favorite podcasts, Small Town Murder, they say that uh, you know Catholics are the Baptists of the North, and Baptists are the Catholics of the South. You know, so <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. So like you know, it's a big deal to accuse a freaking Archbishop too. You know, like the leader of the Catholic Church and that region of uh you know being a touchy person so right. it's like uh it's insane <laughs> you know but i thought it was a crazy ass fucking uh twist to the fucking movie and shit yeah, yeah you know yeah. so so but uh it's back to ed norton though okay did you know he was actually nominated for a uh, best supporting actor for an oscar i did not no he didn't win but he did win a golden globe for the best supporting actor so that's pretty cool you know what i'm saying he got like the uh I got to brush up on all those like awards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, so the globe. so the purple globe. So an Oscar is the Academy of Movies. So like that's like the, you know, f- the the academics of movies. You know, the the guys, the the the, the ones that write it. And well, they put the ra- people that are in charge of putting ratings out and doing yeah. that stuff. Those are the people that put it out there. So not necessarily, but the the Golden Globe is by actors for actors. Okay. So actors vote on that. Uh, so it's not a. Uh, I'll uh, have to YouTube on yeah. this later. So so <laughs> like I think come back sound educated. Yeah. <laughs> so I think winning a Golden Glove is your your peers are voting on you. Okay. When you're um, when you're getting a Oscar, you're a member of the Academy, so you're just like a nominated spot, you know. So. Roger. You know, so so it's a honorary spot. These honorary people get to vote, and you don't know who the fuck these people are, but you know. Uh, <laughs> but for the Golden Glove, your peers, the people from the Screen Actors Guild, are voting on you. Cool, cool. So yeah, so it's pretty cool shit. So, anyways, I'm boring Ryan here. No, I'm not at all. I just <laughs> I started sober, so like I'm it's kicking in. <laughs> oh man, uh, did you know that this movie was a novel, 1993? I did not. Yeah, it came out in 1993 as a novel, and then it made it into a movie in '96. Now, cool shit. One other actor that was in there, the guy that played the uh, the the detective, not the detective, the uh, like private investigator for uh, Vale. Yeah, I that's I a, love that fucking. Dude. That was the youngest I had seen him in the movie as well, and yeah. I can think of. But he played in so much shit. Can you name two shows where he almost played the exact same character? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, uh, what's it's oh, in like Boston? Um, Boston is not it, but it no, starts no, no, with no, a B. Uh, turn. Uh, 
Baltimore. They're, Baltimore. What the yes. fuck is the name? Uh, uh, the Wire. Uh, what is it? The Wire, right? No. No. What no, am I sir. thinking of? Homicide. Life on the street, buddy. That's it. He was in Homicide. That was the. He show. doesn't play in. He may play in The Wire, but he played in Homicide. Life on the street. Hold on. Oh hold yeah. On, hold on. Look that shit up. <laughs> and he also played in Law and Order. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he was in Law and Order as well. Yeah. What did he play in Law and Order? Mm. Uh, he's played. He plays two different characters in Law and I Order. I think I've got it wrong in the wire. He was a lawyer, right? He was a lawyer. I know. Yeah. Prosecuting that, or no? He was a prosecutor initially. Then he leaves the prosecuting office and becomes a district attorney. What was that? That's a dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just like basically add another show to your yeah. list of the two. Wire, the Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the same fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, the Wire is in Boston. Yeah, yeah, the wires in Bo- or, the wires in Boston. I thought. No, I think they're I think they're in Baltimore, no, Maryland. They're both both because I, I think know, so. Because yeah, okay, you have to watch the wire again. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, on Law and Order, he is like a prosecutor, and then he becomes like this uh, badass defense attorney against a prosecutor, which is pretty cool. You know? On the wire, he's more of like a he's like a police detective or yeah. whatever. But same thing, you know. Yeah, in uh, Homicide, he's a badass fucking cop, man. What a great show, Homicide. <laughs> you know, it was a great show around that time too, The Shield. Don't know if I watched it, man. So interesting. Nineteen ninety six is the coolest fucking channel comes on TV. So it's like a half prime time channel, half cable. Is that Skinamax? No, FX. <laughs> FX comes on. You know, in FX you get. The Shield, which is a badass show, and you. Anyways, we'll get into that. We're gonna have a whole episode on the Shield. I really <laughs> like that shit. <laughs> we gotta wait to have Manny on the show so we can have the Shield on. That talk about. I love Manny. I miss. I talked to him today actually. Gave him a call. How's he doing? He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Need to stop and pee there, Ryan. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Just gotta reset the camera. Oh, we got our camera reset going on. And uh, so, cast wise, how many bindles are we giving that? I, I'm gonna give it a five for a couple of reasons. One, my my first thought was there wasn't like very big cast, but the cast they had was uh, a very good cast, and then I like the idea. Like I love Edward Norton, um, and it being his debut, and then the the small cast they had being phenomenal. I have to. I'm gonna give it five. I am, um, because I just fucking love Edward Norton. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite Ed Norton character like that he plays? Ooh. Oh, Probably man. in Fight Club. Well, Fight Club was a good one. I don't know. You know I love that movie, Fight Club. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, I think you're like I think you like Remy. You know I was just Remy's thinking from? that there's probably a um, bunch that um, I haven't um, seen. American, that if I saw, they American would... History. X. Oh, American, that's, that's one, of, play, the best. one of the best. He plays Remy in that. Okay, so I didn't. Yeah. That's his name, Remy. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall, but I, I remember the movie vividly. Yeah, that's a fucked up movie, um, man. Jesus. Yeah, but he's good. I like him. Um, the score, that's one that's on your list that you haven't seen. Never seen, yeah. Oh, that's Edward Norton? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to okay. lead you not to look anything up on that, though. That's a good one. Yeah, I will not look up yeah. any of these movies yeah. on the list. <laughs> uh, the Italian Job, have you seen that? I have once. I remember none of it. Yeah, oh, so he plays a bad movie. guy in that one, too. You know, it's interesting. When you when you see the movie, right, you see this movie, the the um, and you see him come in to talk to Edward Norton in the jail. So Richard Gere goes in, he's talking to Ed Norton, right? The first time? The first time. And he goes in there. Do you think Richard Gere thinks he did it? I think Richard Gere went in there not have not having 
have made a decision yet. I think he went in there and basically said, the only thing that I'm going to decide, like all of my next movement on is based off of how this man makes me feel in this interaction in the cell. I think he went in there and looked that man in the eyes, asked him those questions that he asked him, and he just wanted to know, like, can you make me feel, when all my counterparts want to make me feel otherwise, that you did this as opposed to this? And I think he went in there open-minded completely, and he followed his gut, and that's what gave him a, huh. you know. That's interesting. I really, I, I think based off of the way he carried himself throughout the movie, he, it made me believe that this is how he probably treated every case, where it's like all that matters is, is I've been proven time and time again that it doesn't matter what I think. Can you change how I feel? And then can I work with that and then try to disprove that? You know, because like, that's basically what a scientist does. It's like they huh. figure something out and decide this is probably it. This is my hypothesis. And my job now is to figure out how to prove myself wrong. I completely you know? would have thought you were gone a whole different route with that right there. Hmm. But hold on. What do you think? You think he he was uh, he thought he was guilty or what? I think he didn't care. <clears throat> I, I think so, too. I'm, I'm more in the Trish camp. I think that he walked in there and he didn't give a fuck. He if wanted this guy it for is, publicity. Yeah, he didn't care if this guy was guilty or or, or not, I, whether he did it or who gives a fuck. I think he was just like, whatever, I, I want the case. Like, I, I really do think that. Like, just the way he acted, what's your suit size? He didn't give a fuck about the story. You know, like, I don't know, like, but I, I think you have a great spin on it. I think that him wanting to uh, maybe, I don't, I felt like a... Uh, See, Richard Gere fucks me up a few times in that movie. And let me bring you to another scene. I think he's, sorry, I don't mean to cut you, I don't want to lose his train of thought yeah. real quick. I don't think he ever would have put himself on the line the way that he did without having some sort of absolute belief of even if he turned out to be wrong like he would have he would have been able to eat that if he was wrong like in the end about whatever he ended up being wrong about but like i believe that he put his trust in edward norton like in that movie like he really believed i think that yes he got there but i think that first scene when he's in there now again this is the way i interpret it i think he walked into that cell thinking this dude was guilty as fuck and then as Edward Norton co convinces them of this, this um, as they start to see the possible medical condition that this guy has, um, he becomes to think that this guy is completely fucking innocent and this dude did it. You know what I'm Excuse me. <laughs> and this dude, you know what I'm saying? The other dude inside him hit, did it, not him. Yeah, not I mean, the he, guy he meets in in the in the cell. Yeah, like he said Aaron didn't do this. Yeah, you know, but Roy did. Yes, um, but like I believe, like from the very beginning, that based off of the the type of character that I felt they wanted um, Martin Vale to be portrayed as, like I don't ever think he would have taken that case knowing, um, or without having the uh, inclination or the just feeling like he was going to win. He totally would have because yeah. of the conversations he had with the reporter. Like he was he wasn't saying I care whether or not they're guilty or or not. Um I think that his defense would have changed if he had um known in the beginning, like how he wasn't able to change his defense in the middle of the trial. 
Yeah. But to go from uh, yeah, I think, not guilty to insanity or Yeah, whatever. I think he went into it very strategically, like knowing that this dude's guilty as fuck. And, but I and want how do publicity. I get this dude the very least sentence that uh, he could get? Like, I, I really think that, though. But, you know. I don't think so. The, I think this is the cool thing about Good. it is that here's a situation where he, the movie this shouldn't be the same interpreted the same by yeah. the same people. You know what I mean? It's, that's a cool, cool, cool debate. This is where I base my opinion on that this guy is uh, all about himself and and is because he gets you almost to believe in him. And I'm talking about Martin Vale, Richard Gere's yeah. character. You, you remember the scene where it's him and that guy that's doing the story about Yeah, they're him. at the bar. He's they're talking. at the bar, and, and he, like, starts to tell the guy, like, why he became a defense attorney. Yes, I remember. And he gives you that whole line about how much he believes in the system and how everybody deserves a... Uh, their day in court. You say he truly believes that everybody's yeah, innocent. Yeah, proven, proven guilty. guilty. And then he just turns it back around and he goes, I didn't mean any of that. Basically, I didn't mean any of that shit. Right. If you read that scene in the book, that's one of the things that it talks about on that. It says so that, that scene kind of had me unsure about how yeah. to follow after that because with the, the brevity it was presented in, it, I wasn't sure... That that was the angle that they were taking, or like, did I miss something? Like, I didn't rewind it and like go back and rewatch a bunch of it, but like, that was one of the moments where that was an uh, a pivotal moment that was a sp- supposed to guide your judgment on this character. Yeah, where, where, which um, way are you gonna go with him and shit? And yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I don't. Maybe I misunderstood that, or maybe I didn't take it the way it was supposed to be presented. Yeah. But like, I felt like maybe that was one of the moments where I leaned the other way, as opposed to. I, maybe I didn't take it the way you took it. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough. I don't know, but I honestly think, man, what a crazy fucking thing that this dude would walk in and actually take this case. No, like that's I, why. That's, go ahead. I at no moment felt, even from the very first time I saw the movie, before I even knew the ending and any of that shit, I never felt that this dude didn't do it. You always thought he, that he did do it. Oh yeah. The whole time, like whether he how come? Because they never gave you enough evidence to make that decision on your own. So why'd you think yeah, that? Right off the bat, I, you know, you see Ed Norton in the opening scenes. He's in the choir, right? And then he's the, you know, then he's the guy running through the woods covered in blood and shit, you know. And like, um, obviously the mailman was there, so when it happened, so it had to be him. But that's still not enough. You know, but you're still making yeah, assumptions. So well, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. You know, I'm a finger pointer, man. Yeah. I'm one of those people that goes, that motherfucker's guilty as fuck. I like you to know? think that regardless of, I, there was a point in the movie where it was made clear as to that he was the killer. Yeah. But I believe that wholeheartedly that no matter how much you believed anything before that moment, like there is, I forget what it was, but there's a moment in the movie where like you just absolutely know like this is what happened. But I do not believe that regardless of what you think or what you, uh, um, just assumed happened based off of the information that that was given you. There's no way to possibly tell for sure. Yeah, they did yeah. a very good job of of, of leaving. I, you I would be a bad person in the jury. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would sit there with my mind made up the whole time. Well, it's a good thing yeah. you don't get to sit down in the jury by yourself. <laughs> I'd be there going, well. Yeah, that motherfucker's nah, guilty as shit. Like, so we haven't even presented all the evidence. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to see that. He did, <laughs> he did, he did it. it. He did it. Like, I mean, did you think OJ was innocent? 
I don't know a lot about the OJ story. Oh, shit. We're going to have to do a whole OJ sit down. <laughs> I bet, hey, I want to. How about Aaron Hernandez? You think he was... No, I don't even know what you, who you're talking about. Holy shit. Hey, he's that a, was recent. He's the Patriots player guy. Couldn't tell you. Oh, man. What happened to him? <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it right now. You're going to have to watch that. That's it's a special. Be, that's a special. We're going to make you watch that. I think it's Netflix. That. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make you watch that. Have like, you seen that, that show, You? No. Which one? The you. you. No, just you. Y-O-U. I don't think I have. So, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I'm about to look that <laughs> up. Oh, Should goodness. I watch it? Is it on yes. Netflix? Yes, yes. It Should I watch is. it? Oh, man. I just watched season one yesterday and the day before is and it? the day before. <laughs> I saw, like, yeah, it's like 10 episodes. I watched a couple episodes a day. It took me, like, four days to finish it. No yeah. shit. Oh, God. It was the first season I'd watched in a long time where I was like, I've got a lot of lot to do right now, but I've got to finish this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, been, I've been stuck on Newsroom. I started watching I've that. Oh, man. It's really good. Dude, I, I'm going to let you listen. Today, we're going to let you listen to a monologue from Newsroom. And, okay. And you, just that monologue alone made me start watching the shit. Okay. It's, uh, uh, I forget the dude's name, but he's the, he's not Jim Carrey, but the other dude from Dumb and Dumber. Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He's Bridges. fucking great in that thing. He's the main <laughs> character guy in that. Anyways, <laughs> following along here, uh, you know who else was in that movie that was a pretty good character? Was the guy that plays the one, uh, the head, uh, uh, prosecutor dude. He's the, uh, Shaughnessy. 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 Is that the guy from The Burbs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Kramer. He's, he's also from Kramer. He's that okay. uh, plays Kramer's dad. Yep. In that uh, in in that show. I've seen it a couple times, but yeah. But you seen the Burbs though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that shit's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but that dude always plays like a weird, creepy old dude. Yeah, I had like, to from watch the Burbs. Cop, you know, uh, type guy in there. So that's pretty cool. I had to watch a creepy movie the other day. Oh, what, what was it called? Watch? Oh, the yeah. Chevy Chase one. Yeah, I seen uh, nothing but trouble. So she's never seen it. We still, we're talking about it for yeah, the last podcast. Yeah, that, what was I kept saying it was throw my arm from the train. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but trouble. Yeah, yeah. Man, what a great movie. So you had never seen that before? No. Nope. Nah. So good. Nah. So good. You know. <laughs> it was so creepy. You saw so, Pac? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. Two Pac on there. So you know, you can do a uh, Kevin Bacon in that and not use the me more. How can you do it without using a few good men? Using for us. so Chevy Chase to Kevin Bacon or anybody in that movie to Kevin Bacon without using a few good men. This is a hard one. A lot of people don't get this little connection there. Man, oh man. <coughs> Excuse me. You ain't got it. Huh? You ain't got it. No, I don't. So Dan Aykroyd just played the judge. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd to uh, uh, to John Belushi and Blues Brothers. John Belushi, oh. Kevin Bacon, and Animal House. Mm. God damn, I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'm so good he at is, this. dude. We sat in the parking lot, or the, your driveway one day. <laughs> and I was, he had just introduced me to the game. I was uh, like, all right, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I was fucking blown away, uh, yeah. fascinated by how uh, this man uh, could uh, bring us back to Kevin Bacon. I, lo- I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> so so uh, uh, I'm trying to stay on my notes here. I am fucked up right now. Okay? Oh, I feel like I've been close. Like, I'm pretty, you know. Like, yeah. So usually I don't even know what's going on by this. Right. By, by an hour and six minutes. And I'm like, somebody tell me when to record. You know, 
Are we recording? No. Yeah, we should be recording, hopefully. <laughs> but you know, like, the, the, the coolest thing with this, let's talk about this fucking ending, right? Right, okay. Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so you get into the, the, the very end of it. Now I'm on the now I'm on the same page as you, Ron. I completely believe that Martin Vale believes that this guy is innocent as fuck. Yeah. Yep. Right? He fucking believes it with his whole heart and soul. Yeah. And he walks in there and he tells him, Hey man, you're gonna be going to this hospital. You get, get you the help but, you need. Yeah, go ahead. Why do you think the moment, whatever moment it was that in your head, you decided that Martin Vale decided that I am one hundred percent sure that I'll tell you whatever the fuck we're missing, we're missing tell. it. But this man did not do it. Yeah, I'll tell you. But the, you, I'll tell but, you, the exact but you believe moment. those? Okay, I'll tell you the exact moment when he's doing it. When Roy showed up, it, 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 not even before Roy. But showed up. I would hope it would be before Roy showed up it's because before it should Roy shows up. I tell you, I tell you when. It, no, no, no. It is when he thinks that there's a, multiple personalities. But this is where he buys in on the multiple personalities. And, and this is such a small scene that people don't fucking pay attention to. He's, oh, watching he's, the... he's watching the video. Yeah. And he's watching his face as he How turns the fuck into. How should I know? Yeah. Yeah. He fucking goes. Yeah, and I get right. goosebumps because that dude becomes somebody else. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, hold on, who the fuck is this guy? And that's when he, and then when he's in the fucking room with him and he is. And Roy shows up and he fucks up Martin Vale. He goes, this motherfucker. I believe that moment you're talking about. I don't think. I, th I think that was the moment that he realized he was wrong. I feel like because of that moment, it was everything that Aaron did. Um, uh, the uh, Edward Norton's character. Um, everything the character portrayed and did and said. All the way up until the moment that Martin Vale was sure that Edward Norton had this personality disorder his body language his his the, the the his vocal tones his the enunciation of his words his everything about this man said one thing absolute innocence because the uh, uh, because it was an innocent yeah. man speaking because as far as he know he he didn't fucking do it he didn't do it so martin vale couldn't help but go I can't help but feel like the words coming out of your mouth are true because they were. And he hated how he wanted, he didn't want to resonate with that, but he couldn't help it because those words were true. Aaron did not kill that, that, that bishop. He didn't do it. He didn't fucking do it. And when someone's telling the fucking godsend truth, it's hard to argue with it when you want to, when you can't help it. There's this... So, so I, I think that definitely he walked into the jail cell thinking this, I don't give a fuck what this guy did. I think when Aaron tells him, hey, I blacked out and there was another guy and I took off, he starts to maybe believe that there's a third guy. Immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Without having I, to I know he was that. a fucking kook. Because uh, yeah, yeah. why? Because I, I agree with all, he, all he could tell is like, I don't. I might not even be in control of my senses, but my senses guide me, and nothing out of this man's mouth has I, been a I lie he, yet. I, 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 I feel agree. like that's how he felt. I agree that he thought that till he found the tape. And when he found the tape, when he found the tape, I think that he started to doubt the fact of whether this kid's 100% genuine. And you got to remember, he finds the tape, and that's right, right around the same time that he goes, fuck, there's two people here. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's when he comes back yeah, and he's yeah, like, hey, man, I'm yeah. fucking, uh, yeah, I, I had exactly. no time for bullshit. Like, tell me everything. So they don't give you time. I, I don't think they give you time enough to recognize the fact that he's questioning whether this kid is 100% genuine But or I not. think the fact that it took until the moment that he found the tape for him to come back and be like, up until this fucking moment, there hasn't I been. I thought a, you were innocent. I thought you were innocent. Yeah, there yeah, hasn't I give been, you there's that. been. There's been nothing that's come out of your mouth that's made me question you, you or make you feel make me feel like you're being untrustworthy. And for the first time, he was blown away. He was like, "Holy shit! Like this changes everything. Why haven't you told me about this?" And I think that's an indicator that he was on board from the beginning. I yeah. be, I believe that. Now, did you catch it that that he did kill the girl? That did Norton kill the girl in the movie. Yes. Yeah. He said, he goes, Linda, she goes, that bitch had to go. That bitch yeah. had to go. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> yeah. like, what do you think his motivation was to start killing? Is it just a fucking stone killer or what, what is it? So I think the very end for people out there to spoil alert is that basically we realize that he's basically been playing everybody the whole time. He's got, there's no two characters. Actually. Go ahead. So, so uh, I, I know where you're going with this. So I'm, I'm gonna fuck you, fuck you <laughs> up with this. So, so just give me a second here, too, because I know how your fucking mind works. Yeah. It's it's fucked up that I'm in your head at times, and, and it fucking bothers me. But let's, let me tell you this: I know that the real character is Roy, not Aaron. The real dude is Roy, not Aaron. But see, that's where you're wrong. Oh no. no, no! See, the real Fuck. character isn't Roy. The real character is this is the guy who created Roy, so that he could create Aaron, so that people could think Aaron is Aaron, and then he could blame anything Aaron does on Roy. But what's happening is, is this is the person in charge. So who's that, that guy? Doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> but it wasn't Roy, or he it wasn't. He just made up Aaron. another character that's not even in the movie. That's the thing, though. Like Roy is just as much of a character as Aaron. Welcome back, Ryan, to the show. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Dude, Roy is the real dude, though. No, Roy is the person that they thought was... They, yeah, that, that's just it. That's the thing. They, they want you to think that that Roy... That, that person he slips into, that person was like, holy shit, this guy's got multiple personality disorder. That Roy... That Roy is the second character that the third character wants you to believe is the reason all this happened. The first character and the second character were created by whatever and whoever the third character is. I'm that, lost how many characters we're at now. Are you counting characters? Roy, so Aaron, so. people thought Aaron was Aaron. And then they thought, oh shit, Aaron's not really Aaron. Aaron's Aaron plus Roy. Well, what what is really going on is Aaron and Roy are what the person one level above that has created I what like, you're yeah. like Roy is just as real as Aaron and they're yeah. neither one of them more real. <laughs> like <laughs> very introspective of you, man. Yeah, you it's it's amazing. Oh, I'm like that's yeah, I, I'm just, pretty sure that's I, what they're I trying knew, to tell I, us. I knew you're gonna have a whole <laughs> argument about this. Kyle knew about it too. What you Kyle <laughs> This guy he shut the fuck up the whole time. So <laughs> you know, so let, let me ask you this though. If if um Let's just say there's only two characters here, Roy and Aaron. Okay? There's only Roy and Aaron. You and with Kyle. me so far? Okay, maybe Kyle. But there's only Roy and Aaron, okay? It's hard for me to follow that. Well, listen. Okay. So, okay. So so if if one of them has to be Superman and one of them has to be Clark Kent, who's who who's who? And I think that the because you asked me that question, that's the question that indicates that there's still a disconnect between our perceptions of what happened. 
because I don't look I, at, I, no, but here I think and, I, I think I can clear this up. Yes. I don't look at it as a Clark Kent and Superman. Okay. I look at it as I'm here's this guy. Whoever, whatever he is, he's Mr. making Mr. X. Mr. X is making yes. people believe that there's a Clark Kent and a Superman. Everybody perceiving this right here believes that there's a Clark Kent and a Superman, but there's not. There's another person who's holding like two puppets, basically. Gotcha. And he's allowing you to believe that these two that puppets be, you, are real. you thought it was Aaron, but it was this guy. No. But he leaves everybody at yes. that. Everybody thinks it was the Roy. But the guy who created Roy was like, I still got you. Like I played you and made you think Aaron was <laughs> or made you think Aaron was this guy, but it was really Roy. But that's where they left it. But he was like, nah, Roy's not even Roy. There's one more up here. The guy who's still in control. Like I create whatever character. I have to create for the story. Like that, that's who was inside the mind of Edward Norton in that movie. There was no Alan. There was no Roy. There was a man one, one level up. I wonder what the lady would say about you in the, video, the, the psychiatry lady. <laughs> She'd write a book. <laughs> uh, do you ever, have you, you, you never seen Kill Bill, right? Just the first one. So, so in the second one, there's a, there's a. Is that the one in the hospital where she wakes up? Or is that the first one? Yeah, it's a, they go back and forth. Okay. So in the you finally see David Carradine, who's Bill, right? In, the, in number two, like I haven't seen it. So yeah, yeah. So, so well, here's one of the things you're gonna watch. But one of the greatest monologues in that movie is uh, David Carradine talks about, um, and it's kind of like the last little thing I wanted to talk about tonight. So in, in that in that movie, he talks about like. Um, that every superhero has to put on their costume to be a hero. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne is really Bruce Wayne, right? And then he has to put on the character, uh, his costume, and he becomes Batman. Right? You know, Peter Parker becomes... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So on and so forth, right? But Superman, right? Superman comes down as Superman. His clothes that he wears as Superman, he's Superman. He has to put on a costume to be Clark Kent. So it's the only superhero that has to dress up. As somebody be, he's not. Yes, to be like his alter ego, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's some shit? Yeah. So, you know, like uh, um, where I was getting with the whole Superman, Clark Kent thing, I think that if people don't have the split where your mind went, <laughs> <laughs> Us, they were just thinking of two people. <laughs> like I think that the the uh, the Superman in this whole thing would be Roy, and Clark Kent is Aaron because he had Aaron. to dress up that way. Let me let me bring this into perspective. Why do you think Aaron brought Roy? I don't disagree. Into perspective. I don't because, disagree with you that this dude is that there's Mr. X. That there's a third person that's created yeah, yeah, multiple characters. It. Yeah, yeah, I get but that. You, but point you too. get why? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because then he can fucking basically, you know, uh, he's never the at only fault. the only the, he's exactly never at fault. the only reason he almost got away with Roy, and Roy being the person who was this multiple personality, yeah. uh, uh, like the the higher ego, if you will. Um, he got away with that because Roy was a character he had created within this dynamic. He created Roy and he created Aaron, still being the outsider. Had he not created that dynamic, like that, it never would have happened that way. Like he had to create the fake, which was Aaron, mm -hmm. and then he, because Aaron was fake, whatever created Aaron or whatever. Uh, 
fed off of Aaron or, or back and forth, whatever, that person had to be fake as well. Everything underneath the ultimate mind was created. So whether it was Aaron or whether it was um, Roy, like the whole thing was a play. It was, it was elegantly portrayed as in, it doesn't matter what you're seeing and what you're thinking, it's all articulated and it's all, yeah, you know, it's, so it's, that's how I look at it. It's like you can't have a pretend Aaron without a pretend yeah, Roy. Absolutely. So, you know, in the in the split mind situation that we're in, let's let's bring in some like real life shit and maybe some of the things that if if you're dealing with somebody at work, let's say you got somebody at work, it's your partner and stuff, and they're out of character. They're just not acting the same. Every little thing is bothering them and um, they're falling on the job. They're they're basically you know not doing their normal level of work, and it's like seem like you know you can see when it started and you can s- see where you're at now. Okay. You know, um, so you know they're fucking up calls. They're giving the wrong dosage of shit. They're doing stuff like, how would you de- address that? Ask them if it's drugs or a woman. Well, that's pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> I mean, straight up, but hey, bro, what's happening? Because whatever it is that me and you are able to talk about, if I feel comfortable to come and talk to you about it, whatever it is I need to talk to you about it, and I don't know what it is we need to talk about it, it's obviously one or two things. It's drugs or a woman. Okay. Um, so that's where I start. So, so all right, so this dude gives the wrong drug. I mean, drugs in the sense, like, what drugs are you doing or what are your issues yeah, no, with no, your woman? Yeah, no, <laughs> this dude gives the wrong drug to a patient. Okay. Okay, and, and like, you catch, oh, shit, dude, I just gave this wrong drug. And um, now you're dealing with him. Nothing happened with the patient. Okay. Know, like, uh, nobody would know the difference. You so a partner administered drugs to a patient. It was um, a wrong drug. Wrong drug, wrong, wrong, wrong dose, whatever it was. Yeah. But it could happen. It would so be the case that it'll all wash out. Nobody would know better if but, yeah. nobody was told about it. Yeah. And no so, harm, no foul type thing. Yes. What do I do about it? So it's out of character for him to do that to begin okay, with. Okay, okay. Yeah, right? So you're going to have a talk with him. It's yeah, women yeah. or drugs, right? Yeah. So we'd say, what would you do about it, though, besides having to talk with him? Would Elaborate, because I'm not 100%. Would you report it? I feel like, I'll say this, and I don't mean this absolutely, but I mean 99 times out of 100. No matter what the issue is, no matter what the protocol, rules, regulations, or standards, or expectations are, regardless of all of that, if me and you can still figure out what it is that happened, and I let's say I need to address you about it, and I know that the the absolute, if I didn't know what to do, I would always be able to fall back on the best thing to do would at least be report it because I wouldn't be wrong for doing so and bring in a third party. Um, I always believe that sometimes that's necessary. But if whatever it is that fucking happened, if we can keep it between me and you, whatever it was, and you can make me feel like you've recognized and addressed the thing that I brought up where I felt like you let down me, you, the patient, and the team, and it needs to be fucking taken care of, if you can make me feel like whatever that one thing was, you can own it, fix it, come back from it, recognize why you fucked up, and how not to fuck up again. I truly believe that that can stay between me and you, and we don't have to involve anybody else. But that's very circumstantial. All right, like hold on to that thought. 
What, do, what would you do? <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. Yeah, I want you to answer the question. There's actually, there's, this is actually interesting because so there's, this is what they call administrative issues. And it's actually something that they're thinking about putting on the exams. I just truly believe like, that no matter what the fuck happens, it should be handled at the lowest level if possible. So, so what would you do? I want to see what, what Trish would do. Oh, no, it doesn't harm the patient at all. Nothing would, nothing happened to the patient with what they gave. But I, it was wrong to give right. what they gave, and it was the wrong. But they didn't mean to be wrong. Like they meant right, but they. Yeah, but they they gave the wrong medicine, thinking of you know something else. They didn't make a, the wrong decision, knowing it was the wrong decision. They tried to do the right thing and fucked up. Yeah, fucked okay. up. Okay, that, that, that matters. It's a fuck up. Yeah, it was okay. a. It's a. It's a. It's a fuck up that if a new person did it in front of a preceptor, they wouldn't be moved on. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there's always learning opportunities. And there's, I wouldn't necessarily say that something like that always had to be reported. Like if we can talk about it and we can kind of understand um, how to make it not happen again, um, I would not necessarily want to report it. So, you know, what's interesting with that is, is that, that, um, that, now I see where you guys are coming from, right? You know, so giving people some, you know, history. Let's say that I knew this person. Like I knew a person that just goes from being a great nurse to making mistakes, giving the wrong shit, doing the thing, just the, the appearance. And and you're right. It's either a girl, drugs, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so this person is doing drugs. They're on drugs. They have a, a substance abuse problem. They come into work and they're not doing it how they're supposed to be doing it. They're not doing their normal level of a job. And it's all of a sudden they're, they're out of their fucking mind. Like there's two of them in there. Yeah. Right? There's a Roy and an Aaron. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and you don't deal with it. You deal with it at the personal level like hey bro you got a problem they admit to you i got a problem man it's not going to happen again i'm glad that nothing happened with the patient thanks for keeping it between me and you what ends up happening with that ryan 99 out of 10 and i'm just giving you uh people the right answer for the the if these questions show up on the exam again administrative issues is what they're calling them you know is that that person just got away with murder they just got away with it they got an escape because you're not going to report them. And the reality is that if you were to take it to the next level, you dealt with them at the level that they're at, but also you let them know, this is the right answer for the book. Nice to left you, it you, you let them know that's like, brother, I'm going to be with you all the step of the way, but we've got to tell, we got to tell somebody about this. Not only are you doing the moral thing for the patient, you know, like you're you you've got to be able to remember. You got to report what happens because the wrong thing happened to that, and they have the right to know that the wrong thing happened to them. That's in the nurse's oath. Does that make sense? I like that. Even if you fuck up, you have to let them know I fucked up because they've got to be able to trust you. Even you know, uh, not lose that trust in you. Well, this is the other thing that happens is that that, that person, and the, and I looked at the research of the shit before I was that's what I was doing in the other room. That person, let's say the, the person with a substance abuse problem, if you escalate it to the next level, like 94% of those people recover. Oh, wow. Like if you ask, so this is the, they call them impaired providers. And in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, people, they call them diversions. So those people that are diverting meds, 
do the wrong thing, get caught, get taken to the next level. Um, I think diverting meds sounds uh, is a little bit different than like. Well, they're they're stealing drugs and they're giving they're, yeah. maybe the wrong medication or the. So the know. big thing is you catch the person doing the wrong act, you confront them, then you, you know, make them trust you to take it to the next level. And at that next level, yeah. when that person's confessing the problem, doing all that stuff, they're doing the first steps of recognizing that there is a problem. And then they end up actually getting the help that they need and end yeah. up recovering. And that's that's huge. Yeah. And that's huge. I just want to make sure we're clear on something, though, that that's very different than um, that's catching somebody doing something negligent versus catching somebody doing something that wasn't supposed to be done that way and you didn't know better. But it's one of those things where even though you didn't know better and even in the, the phase you're in of your training or your, your whatever it is here, you could be dismissed and kicked out because of some stupid mistake versus if we can keep this between me and you yeah. and you can make me feel like you didn't, first of all, I didn't mean to do that. Now that you know why I was fucked up, you were like, holy shit, like, I can't believe I let myself do that type thing. That's that's very, very different. Yeah, yeah. I that's think that very is different. different like, I would definitely take diversion to the like, next Like, I'll tell you right now, like, I don't give a fuck who you are, what we're doing. Like, if I don't, I, I don't, literally, let me make this clear. I don't give a fuck who you are, what we're doing. If you can, if you put me in the position to where you have to put, make me figure out how to make this work and I have to possibly compromise my integrity with somebody else like you can fuck off like i like you're 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 gonna you're getting the ringer like we're everybody's gonna know what the fuck just happened like i will not allow you to purposefully or overtly negligently do anything and then try to drag me down and try and me pick you up and yeah fucking, like and, fuck and off I, you can kick rocks i ain't got time for that <laughs> but if you didn't know why you were fucking up and whatever you fucked up i don't care what it was we can fix that. We can keep between me and you, bro, all day long. We're going to keep that between me and you because that is the one thing that you're not going to get from a lot of people. And that's yeah. going to be the type of thing that yeah. you remember. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's the, the the whole ultimate trust and stuff like yeah. that. But the, the reality is, is that the person that would go and tell, right? It's, you know, we're going to call them a snitch, right? A rat, <laughs> just a fucked up, you know, goddamn that rat motherfucker's coming in here to work. <laughs> but they're not wrong. For what they're doing, right? They're right. not wrong. Right. Tell, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're doing the right thing. And it's just like, so, you know, I want to close it with this. This is the, the best thing. It's like, uh, you know, how far how far are you willing to go for that for that buddy? How far are you willing to go for that person? I'll, I'll put it like, that's a good question. That kind yeah. of makes me reframe my answer. Here's the cool thing. And this is kind of maybe military-ish, if you will. Just how I was saying how there's a time and a place where it's like we can keep this between us or, or we don't keep this between us. I can tell you that there's been plenty of times in the military where I wished it was between me and my first-line supervisor. My first-line supervisor wishes he could have kept it between me and him, but he couldn't. And he was like, look, bro. He was like, you're putting me in a fucking place right now. We can't keep this between me and you. But what I can tell you is, is because I want to keep this between me and you, whoever this third party is, is going to understand where we stand right now. And that's going to be the deciding factor. There you and, go. Yeah, and like, that's, that's the way to do and it. And when we bring that third party in, that third party in is going to come in knowing like, God, like these guys didn't want me to have to be here, but I have to be here. And then regardless of what happens, it always works out because you created that energy of like, 
hey man, somebody fucked up, somebody had to be held accountable, you didn't mean to fuck up, but you did, we can't just, we gotta do something, and we're gonna, just, let's have some accountability here. Yeah. When, when you come from that, like, it doesn't matter how many parties get brought in, but when it stems from that, it all works out. But Yeah, and you know, just, that's the big thing, man, is like, how far are you willing to go? Like, now I'm willing to go with you, even if you did the wrong thing, me and you are gonna go talk to the boss. Yeah. yeah. And the next step, I'm gonna be right next to you the right. whole time. Because we're partners, right? We're yeah. partners. We're going to go all the way. But I can't hide what you did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's time and a place for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. Sorry. I Absolutely. can't hide what you did, but I'm going to be right with you, yeah. man. And I think a good leader, I think it boils down to this. A good leader knows when to make that decision to keep between me and you or to involve that third party. And I think yeah. that's what leadership is. Yeah. And there, there's, that's a good there's, part of leadership. Yeah, yeah. There, there's times it's there's like, man, there's certain shit. And there's times you got to fucking be like, hey, brother, we, we're telling yeah, we're gonna tell. Yeah, and, if and that, it works out better for everybody. Yeah, even yeah. the person being told on. Like, yeah, it, absolutely. It works out better because you them. figure out how can this problem have been yeah. prevented? How can yeah. this thing? What's the root cause of this? Where did yeah. this thing come from? Where do we miss this situation? On yeah. this? you know what I mean? That, absolutely. And, and without that whole thing, that quality assurance process, that that thing, you can't. Because this is the thing, man. If I think you got a deficit in you, I don't want to look behind. I don't want to always double check what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Can't do that shit. Not, yeah, know, absolutely not. Absolutely. So, man, this is good. Cool. <laughs> See how fast it goes when you organize? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a little longer than usual. Yeah, but yeah, man. <laughs> it was good, though. It was yeah, oh, no, you man. still owe him something. What do I owe? Our, our guest. Oh, no, I told him. That was it. That no, was... you said five things from... Pregnancy or something. Oh yes, I did. You're right, baby. So like, so the other thing that I, <laughs> the other thing is there. I tell you, I was fucked up. I almost forgot. So the last thing is uh, help. Help. Oh. Help syndrome. Uh huh. That's hemolysis. Elevated uh, liver, uh, low elevated platelets. Liver, elevated liver enzymes and low platelets. That is like H E L L P. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that is de decompensated um, uh, eclampsia, eclampsia. Mm -hmm. or preeclampsia. And a lot of people, one more time, Trish. Hemolysis, elevated liver, low platelets. Elevated Hemolysis, liver elevated enzymes. Enzymes. Liver enzymes. Sorry. Low platelets. Low platelets. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> don't understand. Ooh, that's, that's, <laughs> that needs help. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that eclampsia is a liver problem. Preeclampsia is a liver problem. That's where you're getting all that protein in your urine. Your body's getting rid of all that uh, albumin and stuff. That you're, the, the, that's where you're getting the edema. And the things, and eventually, when your liver gets to that point, you're gonna be a non-clotting fool, mm -hmm. and that's what these people end up dying from. Yep. Just like uh, it's just a different form of disseminated intravascular coagulopathy (DIC). So with the biggest <laughs> way to help people that are in help is to get rid of the baby, and hope that the FFP stops that non-clotting issue. Yep. So the medication you're looking for. And help on the exam is FFP, fresh frozen plasma. Why are you laughing at that? Why does that make you laugh? Uh, nothing. Why does that nothing. make you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Trish giggles on the other weirdest things. It's like, it's like FFP. Why is that funny? <laughs> it's not. Hey, man. See us on the Facebook, the Book of Faces. Mm -hmm. And the grams of Insta. The grams of Insta. <laughs> Until the next time. Nah, go fuck yourself. Have a good Never night. <laughs>